Right, today's daf is daf Ayin Vav, and we are holding about six lines from the bottom of Ayin Hey Amud Beis. Actually, in the middle of a sugya, let's just go through again what the uh, what we're dealing with. So we had a machloekis between Eliezer and the Chachamim. What was the machloekis? Is that according to the Chachamim that if you if, if, if your wife or your daughter has not made the nether yet, so just as you cannot be mekayim a nether that has not been made, you can also not be mefer a nether that has not been made. They say that they, they tie the two together. Rebbe disagrees. Rebbe says, he says, it's one thing to say I cannot be Mekayim if I haven't heard, because obviously if it was already made, for me to solidify it, that takes less Kayach than to be Mekayim a neder that has not been made yet. But to be Mefer Fakert, if I have the Koch, the Torah gave me the Koch to be Mefer, a neder that is already a full-blown neder, so then to preemptively be made for a neder that hasn't yet been made, Kalvachaymer, I should be able to be made for. So, Blezushita was, you can be made for Nedorim even before they've been made. That was the machloikis there between the Blez and the Chachamim. But the Gemara declared in the sheet of Rabbi Leezer, there is way, two ways to understand how it's possible to be mefer before the neder is chal. What are the two starting how to be mefer before the neder is chal? Is the pshat that your koach of hafara is such that when you're mefer, therefore he doesn't allow the neder to be chal. Meaning, when once you are mefer, even if she tries to make the neder, there will be no chalos of the neder at all. That's one sad. Or maybe no. Maybe just as when she makes it, your kochavafora, there has to be something there. There's the neder and then it's mefer. So too, the way it works when you preemptively make the afora, the way it works is, for a split moment, the neder is going to be chal, and then immediately after the neder is chal, comes along your preemptive afora and wipes it out. So Shiloh was, is the neder chal for a split moment or not? The Gemara asked, what difference does it make? Either way, you preemptively remain. The Gemara says, no, it does happen in the because your neighbor hears the wife make the, she says, I'm rating a zero. And he says, me too, I also want to be a Nazar like she is. So if the way the Hapara works, that it was not Chal to begin with, so then the neighbor is not going to be a Nazar. But if it's Chal for a split moment, it's enough that his it was, uh, his statement was nitfas on her, and therefore, even though hers gets wiped out, but his will not. And explain the difference between a, a chacham and 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 a, and, a, and a father or a husband. But that's not for now. But that was going to be the nafkamina. So we're basically trying to clarify in the sheet of Rabbi Eliezer when he says you can do a preemptive strike. How does it work? Does it prevent it from being chal at all, or does it? Allow it to be chal for a moment and then wipe it out. That was the shaila. Now, there's three different versions, three different gersaos the Ran brings down for the upcoming uh, Gomorrah. We're going to go with the one that is in our 
uh, our Gemara, the way it's written in our Gemara, and then we'll explain exactly what the Gemara is trying to, what the, what the takeaway is going to be. So let's, let me, let me say it outside. So the Gemara is going to bring down a Brysa, right? We'll say it outside, we'll read inside them. A Brysa that elaborates on the Chachamim's pushback on Rabbi Eliezer. The Chachamim are trying to argue with Rabbi Eliezer and they say, no, you cannot do a preemptive hafara. Hafara can only work if the nether was already made, but it cannot be done preemptively. And they, what they seem to be arguing is with his logic. Now, the way a Kalvachomer works, and if this is a, a, a truth, a, a truth, a halachic truth, that this is a Kalvachomer that we use in halacha, then it should work in other areas of halacha too. If you find other areas of the halacha that the svara doesn't work, so what does that show you? Then you then you can't apply that svara over here. If it doesn't work in other places, then it shouldn't then it shouldn't work over here either. Now, what's the gemara going to do? The gemara is going to bring down two different halachas. The first one is as follows: They're going to say like this. The chacham say, very interesting. Take a look. A guy, okay, is tame, all right. Jumps into a mikvah. What is the effects of jumping into the mikvah? He becomes tahor, right? Yet, let's say he was tahor and he jumps into the mikvah, right? Preemptively, I want to jump into the mikvah, and then five minutes after he comes out of the mikvah, or even more, we're going to see hello. Even if in the time he grabs onto the sheretz while he's in the mikvah. It doesn't work. Right? Now the Ram says you could already have asked the question right now. Because what do you see in Halacha? We see that a preemptive strike is not stronger than something that happened already. Because if that was true, then it should say, well, if the Torah tells you that a guy can jump into a mikvah to remove a tumor that was already chal on him, then what should be the din? He should be able to jump into the mikvah preemptively to prevent, right? The Ron says you could already, that already shows that that kalvachom, that svara doesn't work. But the Gemara actually doubles down and makes it even, a, 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 the svara compounds the svara. Because, you know, maybe you're going to argue, maybe Tumah is a little different, but then you, but you're going to see like this, because you see as follows. When it comes to the tumah of uh, tahara of a mikvah, that jumping into the mikvah, going into the mikvah, does remove the tumah, yet preemptively, the mikvah will not prevent, protect you from becoming tameh, even if you're in the mikvah while you hold on to the sheretz, Hillel says. Then we have another halacha. What happens if a person who is tahar swallows a ring? That is Tomei. Right? And a ring. Swallows a ring that is Tomei. And that ring travels throughout his body. Goes through the whole body and then he excretes it. Or he regurgitates it. Means your body does not have the capacity to change something from being Tomei to being Tohor. Clear? Right. But you don't become Tomei. You don't become Tomei. Right? You won't become Tomei. But your body doesn't have the capacity. Now, let's listen. So what would you say the din should be if, let's just, let's just use the logic that the Gemara was using. 
a mikvah that does have the capacity to transfer to, to, to transform something that is tomei to making it tahor. A mikvah does have it, but to protect something from becoming tomei, does the mikvah have that capacity? No, right? A body that doesn't have the capacity to transfer, transform something from being tomei to becoming tahor. What happens if a person swallows a ring that is tahor and then walks into a house that has a dead body? What should be the status of that ring? I'm well, the ring. Oh, I mean, you said the opposite. The ring is tahor. He swallowed the ring. He's tahor. If the ring is tahor and he walks into a he house, he becomes tamei. What? What should logic dictates? What the ring should? should be also. You should say for sure the ring should become tamei because comparing the mikvah case to the case of the body, even the case of the mikvah, where a mikvah does have the capacity to transform something that is Tomei to becoming Tahor, does not have the capacity to protect it from becoming Tomei, does not have you, going into the mikvah will not stop you from becoming Tomei. The body, which does not have the capacity, a ring that goes through the body that was Tomei, does not have the capacity to change it from Tomei to becoming Tahor. For sure the body should not have the ability to protect Right? And then if a person swallowed a ring that was Tahar and walked into a house that is Tomei, then you should say for sure that ring should not be protected and the ring should become Tomei. Yet the halacha is, based on Psukim, the ring stays Tahar. What do you see? You see from these comparisons, you do not say that there is a logic that because something can happen, uh, after the fact, it should also be Kavachomer that should have the same ability to happen proactively. You see, we don't say that. And therefore, says Rechachomim's pushed back to Rebbelezer. If we don't say it over there, then you should not be allowed, able to say it by the laws of HaForas Nadorim. Okay, now, why are we bringing this all here? We're bringing this all here because of the comparison. Right? The comparison, the way the terminology the Chachamim said was, what did they say? And again, according to some Gershis, this is all they talked about. They didn't even talk about the case of the ring. Because you could actually even ask the question right from the case of the guy going to the mikvah. A guy goes to the mikvah, becomes tahor. means the koach of a mikvah after he becomes tahor is such that it takes off the tumor. So kalvah according to you, what should be that if you go into the mikvah, what should it do? Proactively. Should what? From even becoming. Right. That's, that's the Lashen that was the you. So what do you see? You see from the way the Chachamim understand of Eliezer, how does that forest Nadarim work? It means that if you do it from before, it stops the Nadar from being Chal at all. Because that would be the comparison to the case of the mikvah. Because they say, according to you, it should come out that if you go to the mikvah before, you should not become Tomei. Not becoming Tomei would be that the nether should not be chal. Not that the nether is chal for a moment and then is removed. So the whole point of bringing down the way the Chacham understood Rebbe Lezer and the pushback against him is to show that what they must have understood Rebbe Lezer was saying is, it's not that the nether is chal for a moment and then it is released. It means that he understands that proactively it stops the nether from being chal at all, just as they say, according to you, it should come out that going to the mikvah before should stop the person from being come tamay 
at all. That's the point we're trying to bring from, from over here. So let's read it inside. Tashama, come and listen. The Chachamim pushed back against Rebbe Lezer. Mikvah has the capacity to transform somebody that's Tomei and remove it and make him Tahor. Yet it doesn't work proactively. Because you enter the Mikvah, it doesn't protect you from becoming Tomei. And therefore to come out, according to that, Adam she'ein malas atmeyamitumoson. So a person that's less than a mikvah, because a person swallows something that's tamei and it goes through his system and comes out, that ring will not be tahor. That ring remains tamei. Means your body does not have the capacity like a mikvah to transform tuma into tahara. So ain't a dinch. So should it not be a kalvachomer according to your logic. It should come out shelo yatsil ala tahorim. That if somebody swallowed a tahor ring and walks into a house that's Tomei, that his body should not have the ability to protect that ring, and that ring for sure should become Tomei. And, but we know that's not the case. means you see that the Kavach Homer, of, if you can do something uh, after the fact, then proactively for sure it should work. We clearly see that that logic by the laws of Tum and Tahar doesn't work. It should not work by Haforos Nadorim either. That's the point that they were making. But from their terminology, from the way they address the comparison between the Dorim and Tumah, the comparison will be just as going to the mikvah before you can, it does not protect you from becoming Tahar. By therefore, the nether should, uh, making a hafara before should not protect the nether from, which not stop the nether from being chal at all, which is the way they understood what Rebbe Lezer thinks. The Shema Mina, that the understanding of Rebbe Lezer is that he holds that it does protect it, it does not allow it to be chal at all. Not that it's chal for a moment and then it's removed. That's what we're trying to bring a raya. Says the more of the problem with this, you're right. From the, ter- from the, the proof you're bringing here, from the way the Chachamim addressed Rebbe Lezer, it, 100%, it's clear that they understood, at least in this part of the, of the, of the Brysa, they clearly understood, he was saying is, that the, when you do a preemptive hafara, it stops her nether from Michal at all. The problem is that there is a second part to that Brysa, the Seifa, and that Brysa, they continue to argue against him. But the way they argue, the proof they bring in the Sefer actually would indicate the other way, that the way they understood Rabbi Lezer works is that when you make a preemptive hafara, it means that the nether the, the would be chal for a moment and then be removed. Meaning we're going to see the same way you want to bring a raya from the first part of the b'risa to one way of the shaila, you could also bring a raya from the second part of the b'risa, the, a raya the other way. What does it say? Emma Sefer. Amalol Rabbi Lezer. Right? What did they say to him? They say like this. That let's say you take a vessel, right? Um, and you table a vessel that's tamay. You take a vessel that's tamay and you put it in the mikvah. Right? What's the, what's the halacha? Right? So, im madbilin kli tamay litahar. So, it becomes tar. So, what happens if you want to take a vessel that's already tahar? Right? So, and you want to say, so therefore like this, let's read the words inside. So I'm a little bit of the imat bilin kli tamay litaher, that the same way we see that you can take a kli that's tamay and you put it into a mikvah to make a tahor. So yad bilu kli, so shouldn't you be able to be tovel a kli 
that is at this point tahor, that what should you do? It should be able to instill in it the capacity, l'keshayitma, that when later on it becomes tameh, what should happen, according to you? It, after becoming tameh, immediately what should happen? L'tahar, it should become tahar. Now, Again, this is a second argument that they're making against Rebbe Lezer. They're saying, using your logic of Kalachomer, that preemptive for sure works if it works after the fact, so then it should come out that if someone takes a vessel that's Tomei and puts it in the mikvah, the just becomes Tahar, so if someone takes a Tahar vessel and puts it in the mikvah, what should happen? That if that kli becomes Tomei, then, then immediately it should turn to becoming Tahar, right? If you did it preemptively. Okay. Whether or not it's a good proof or not, that's not the point. The point is, according to this part of the Brisa, clearly you see how they understand Rabbi Lezer works, is that when he says you do a preemptive afara, how's it working? It takes a moment. First it becomes, the nether becomes chal for a moment, and then it becomes, so the same way from the first half of the Brisa, you want to bring a ride that it doesn't work at all, here the second half of the Brisa is mashma, the other way, that they understood that it works and becomes tohor. So why, why can you say that it doesn't have a moment? But that's not their words. The words that we've got from the terminology. Once it becomes Tama, it becomes Tar right away. According to the second half of the Bride, it's Mashmatzchal. So Amri's the Yeshiva said like this, that the same way as we were perplexed and weren't clear in what Shatan Rabbi Yezer is, is it not Chal at all, or is it Chal and not Chal, the Chachamim actually had the same Shaila. And therefore, the first half of the Brides that they address in assuming that it's not Chal at all, the second Brides, the second part of the Brides, when they bring a Raya against him, he's talking about, they, they addressed it as if it would be Chal, and then become Tohar. Means you can't bring me a Raya from the Chachamim the way they address Rebel Ezra, because clearly they had the same Suffolk that we ourselves had. So one says like this, so Amri Rabbonon, uh, Amri, the Bnei Shiva answered, Rabbonon, like Kaimi Lahon, it wasn't clear to them either, it wasn't established by them, but time made Rebbe Lezer, what exactly the reasoning, uh, they didn't have clarity in the shot in Rebbe Lezer himself. And they were addressing him, they're attacking him from both ends. My Kasab, my Svirale. What do you hold? If you hold that momentarily the nether would be Chal, and then it's going to be revoked, then you should be refuted from the case of the Kli. Then why isn't it that the Kli doesn't become Tameh for a moment, and then again become Tohor? And if you hold that it doesn't become... Uh, Tame, uh, that the nether is not chal at all, right? That the, the, the preemptive strike of the afara will not allow the nether, the womb makes be chal at all. So then to have a mikvah to yuftech, then the kasha should be from the case of the mikvah. That a person in a mikvah, even if he's holding the sheresh, he doesn't help him to become, uh, tahar if he is going to be ta- he's going to be tame, he does not protect him from becoming. So therefore, either way you understand, Rebelezer, we have difficulty with you. That is the point. So at this point right now, we have not been, and we're not, no closer to being poshit our Shiloh. Alright? Now the Gemara wants to bring a conclusive, uh, proof. Toshima. Come and listen. Amar and Rebelezer. So in the Bryson now, Rebelezer is responding to them, and his response is going to show that actually you see that the Kalachomer does work in other areas. Where do we see, where do we see this? 
We've learned this a number of times in Shas already. What happens if you have uh, produce that became tame or seeds that can be edible and became tame, and then you decide to replant it? The act of planting actually purifies the item. Right? The act of planting, when you connect it back into the ground, all right, it actually becomes tahor. And there's a pasuk that calls, uh, it's a kol zera uh, zaru ashe yizareya. All right? Ashe yizareya means even if it became tahor and you planted it, it removes the tumor. Okay? Now, what is the halacha? If you have something that is already in the ground, it's already planted, and you touch a dead sheritz against it, Tame or tahor? If it's in the ground, it, does, it, stays, it stays tahor. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, there's no actual source for this, says Rebbe Lezer. What's the source for it? I'll tell you what, it's based on the Kava Chomer. That if something that already was Tame, and you planted it, what happens? It becomes tahor. It becomes tahor. So something that's already in the ground... If you try touch a sherets to it, it's going to remain tahor. That's revelation. You see that even in the laws of Tumah we make such a kavah Because there's no positive teaching me that. It's obviously predicated on the early halacha. That if planting it in the ground, we have a positive for that makes it tahor. So therefore once it's in the ground already, kavah it will not become tummy. That's his pushback to Rebbe. But you see clearly now from his comparison in the laws of Tumah, how is, a, how is it working a preemptive aforum? Is it becoming, is the netter chal and then wiped down? Or it's not chal at all? He's comparing it to a case where it's already in the ground, it'll never become tame. So therefore, you see from Rabbi Lezer, now Rabbi Lezer himself, we can bring a raya. You see from his comparison, that taka, what's the din, that you, uh, that, it, that it, when you are preemptively made for, it does not allow her netter to be chal at all. And if the neighbor tried to be mafis, it would not be a good hapasa. So Mara says like this, what does it say? Toshim Amalim Rabbi Lezer, that if you have seeds or you have produce that became tome once you replant it in the ground that purifies it if you have plants that weren't tome but just grew they were planted in the ground already and now you try and touch a sherets against it. Lo kolshekay is not all the more all the more so that what that what what's his point? It will not become tummy. If the act of planting removes the tumma, if it's already in the ground, for sure it's going to be protected from tumma. But nevertheless, from his comparison, shmamina loy chayin. You see the way the nadarim are working is that if you made a preemptive hafara, it's not chal at all. Okay. Now let's just step back for a moment. Okay. Rabbi Eliezer, the thrust of Rabbi Eliezer is that there is a kalvachomer. That if something works that where the iser or the neder was already chal, then if you preemptively try and remove it, then it should be easier. If you have the koach to remove it after it's chal, then you should have that. That was his point. And he actually brought a raya from the laws of Tumah, even though the Chachamim pushed against him from the laws of Tumah, he brought a raya from the laws of Tumah that they agree with the Kalvach Homer because Lechorah, nobody argues that if it's already planted, you try to touch a Sheretz, that, that, that it does not become Tumah. You see that the Svara is as well. Now, but the Chachamim themselves seem to disagree with the Svara. They hold that in Halacha we don't apply that. Now, what are they going to do with his 
proof that he brought, but in other, he brought other cases from the laws of mikvah, from the laws of kalim, that we see we don't say such a svara. What the Gemara is going to ask is that even the Chachamim themselves, we do find that they use that svara. Where do we find that svara? We have a halacha as follows. If a person, the Torah says, Kiyumkar ishes bito la'ama, that a person can sell his daughter as a ketana, he can sell her as a maidservant. He can sell her as a maidservant, right? When she becomes a nara, 12 years old, and she gets two simonim, the aloha is that what? She goes free, right? She goes free, right? She, the, the, the owner cannot own her after she becomes a nara. Right? So the Gemara in Kedushin says, what if the, the father... She goes back to, by the way, the jurisdiction of the father to a certain extent for certain halachas. What if the father tries to sell her as a nara? What do you think the halacha should be? You wouldn't be able to do that. Right. What, why? We, what, what's the reason for but that? We don't have a possible If she came that. back as free at that age, why could he then resell her? So, the Moses, that's, that's what the Chacham is saying. Kedushin. Isn't that using the same logic of Rabbi Eliezer? If once you sold her, becoming a nara negates the sale. So if she already is a nara, Kalvachomer, you're not able to make the sale. If the sale was already made and becoming a nara wipes out the sale, therefore if you haven't even made the sale and you try to make the sale as and she's a nara, it's not right. Says the Gemara, you see that even the Chachamim agree with the Kav, that's the Kalvachomer of Rabbi Eliezer. So why are they disagreeing with him in the laws of Nadorim when he makes the Kalvachomer, yet for the laws of Narum by the, by the selling of an Amor, they agree with him with that logic? What's that? Becoming a Nara is like the Hafara. It revokes. For a moment she's a Nara. No, not, but no. The, the, the point is, it's a pre, it's a preemptive, it's a pre, the sale is the nether. The sale is what we're comparing the nether. The nara is the revoking of the sale. The revoking of the nether. So, Mora says like this, Lechaira asks the Gemara, is like this, the Rabbonon, from the Rabbonon's questions, it seems to be, they don't agree with the Kalvachaymer. We learned in Ebraisa, you might think, when a person tries to sell his daughter as a Nara, it will be a valid sale. You might have thought that. Amar Kalvachaymer, the says, no, against that logic is a Kalvachaymer. Kalvachaymer tells you, you can't sell her once she becomes a Nara. What's the Kalvachaymer? This Mamash, the Chachamim saying in the Sechus Kedushin, what's the Kalvachaymer? Mechur if you already did sell her and the sale took hold, Yotza, it negates the sale and she goes free. So, Eina Mechura, if the sale hasn't even happened and she became a Nara, Eina Kalvachoma, would it not be a Kalvachoma that what? Eina Din, Shalotamacha, that you're not able to even make the sale. So, ask the Gemara, how can the Chachamim be pushing back according to Rabbi Eliezer Svara by Nadorim? And they seem to be pushing back because they brought a riot from the case of Mikvah, you don't make such a call of Chemer. They brought a riot from the case of Kalim, you don't make In the laws of Kedushin, by the, in the Mesechah's Kedushin, by the laws of the Mechira of a, of a Nara Muraz, of a Nara, not a Muraz, by the laws of a Nara, they seem to hold, they, they, that's their sheet, and they say the Therish. Right? Now the Ran asks the question, why did the Gemara have to slip in the case of Kedushin to see, you see that we hold of it. Why don't they just, the case we had of the seeds? That also shows we hold of that Kalvachaymer. 
Right? That if it's seeds that are tame, they become tar when you plant it. That was Rabbi Lezer's push back to the Chalam. Why do you have to schlep to, just from the case of seeds? So we know because the case of seeds, the Ram gives two terusim. One terusim are, they don't, we don't find that they say it explicitly that they agree. That if it's in the ground already, it doesn't become tummy. They don't say it explicitly. In the case of Kedushin, that seems to be Divrei HaKol that you hold of that Kal So we'd rather ask in the case of Kedushin. So the Gemara says like this. Let me step back for a moment. The Gemara says like this. There's no question that the Chachamim agree in logic that there is such a Kal that if you, it's already taken, the Isra's already chal, the Neder's already chal, the Tumah's already there, there is a Svara that if you have a Koach, once it's chal to knock it out, then for sure that Koach preemptively should stop it from happening. That's not the point. They have that. What their point was is that, but if there's Sukkim, if there's Droshas telling you not to make that Kalvachomer, the Drosha trumps the Kalvachomer. That's what they hold. The Drosha trumps the Kalvachomer. As we're going to see, and as we learned in the Mishnah, the reason why the Chachamim disagree with Rabbi Eliezer, when he says, well, if you could make for the nether once it's Chal, you should be able to be made for it preemptively, they're not arguing the logic is not true. Their argument was, is we had a Hekesh telling you not to make it. What was this, that Hekesh? That the Torah compares Hakama to Hafara. And just as Hakama cannot be made preemptively, so to Hafara cannot. And their point was, is that when there's a Drosha telling you not to do, not to make the Svara, the Drosha trumps the Kalvachaymer. That's their point. And therefore in Kedushin, where there's no Drosha going against it, then of course we go with the Kalvachaymer. Or even the case of Zroyim, where there's no case of the seeds, where there's no Drosha going against it, we don't, we, we, we will go with the Kalvachaymer. The Ryan points out, but the Chorah, that wasn't much more like that, because the Kashas they asked from the case of Tumor, from the mikveh, the case of him, they seem to be arguing with the svara. Right. right? He says, no, because they're the psukim. That was their point. He says, that's, now you go back and you can understand the question. They weren't arguing, they were saying the svara is a good svara, but there we actually have psukim saying, don't make the kavachaymer. So the point they're making is you see that they're bringing that down. You see that the, the, the logic, that the logic is good unless there's a post telling you not to do it. And therefore you might argue, maybe your kavachaymer is one you give a leaders. Maybe that trumps a smuchim. Maybe that trumps a drusha. No. We see from there that it doesn't. And just as over there a drusha is stronger than a Kalvachomer, so too by Nadarim, the Drosha should trump the Kalvachomer. That's how the Ron explains it. So let's see it inside. Where it says, in, yes, Ba'al Nadarsh Kalvachomer. The Kalvachomer, in normal circumstances, where you have other areas of Halacha, where there's nothing pushing back against the Kalvachomer, for sure they would say, the Kalvachomer, such a Kalvachomer, that preemptive for sure should work if it works after the fact. But in our case of Nedorin, to Amar Kro, where the Pazak says, Isha, her husband Yekemeno, will uphold the Neder, the Isha Yefereno, and her husband will annul it. So therefore, those types of Nedorim that you can be Mekayim, that you can affirm, then those type of Nedorim can be revoked. But it shall love by Lachlan Then those that are that you cannot affirm, such as ones that have not been made yet, therefore what? You cannot revoke those as well. Why? Because the Torah juxtaposes the two together. And that was the point they were making. Yes, great Kavachaymer, but a Kavachaymer does not trump 
a hekesh, a, 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 drush, a drusha. The pasuk says, don't make a kavachem, you've got to go with a pasuk. Now, what does he do with that? Maybe he doesn't have that drusha, but anyway, let's go back to it. Now we go back to something that we've been dealing with extensively, but we're actually going to cut now, cut down to the bone. When we say that a husband has, or a father, have a right to be made for the nether, we keep saying is he has a day. How do we define day? Right? Is day, miyom yom means we look at the watch, it's 3.30 in the afternoon, Monday afternoon, so it's going to be 3.30, it's got till 3.30 in the afternoon, Tuesday afternoon. Is it 24 hours, miyom yom from the moment he made it on one day to the moment he made it the full 24 hours? Or, and therefore, by the way, it makes no difference then what time of the day he does it. It's a standard 24 hours. Or, it's the halachic day. When does the halachic day start? At night. At night. So then already, the, the, the amount of time he has to make it could go from 24 hours or 23 hours and 59 minutes down to one minute, depending how far or, uh, or, or, or close to to the to, to nightfall, he made the nether, right? Everyone with me on that, right? So let's see. So Gemara says like this. So is the entire day. And yes, And the Ran explains that the Kumran Kula usually means leniency or stringency. It's not being used in that term. It means that it's a scale. This could be more or less. That's how it's being used over here. This time could be more or less. Why? Because obviously the time of our Mishnah holds. What does it mean you have a day? You have until the end of the day. And therefore, the amount of time you have could either be lahakel, meaning leniently, meaning means you have a lot of time, or it could be lahachmer, or it could be a very little time. Right, Kate what's an example of that? Nadra Belel Shabbos. Let's say she made the nether Friday night. Right? Shabbos just started. The Shabbos, three stars came out, she made the nether now. In that case, you're going to have the maximum amount of time to make the, to be made for that nether. Why? You have all the way till the next nightfall. Nightfall. Shabbos. You can be made for it that night. Uvayoma Shabbos and the entire day of Shabbos until it becomes dark the next Motzi Shabbos. That's the only time when you can no longer be made for and it's done, right? But Nadra Imchashecha. But let's say she made the neder right before Shabbos started, right before it got dark. Then Mayfair Achalotefshaw, you have a very small window. The Afora had to happen right before Shabbos, because once it suns, once it becomes uh, nightfall, then what? Sha'im Khashka, once it becomes dark, Law Hafer, you're no and you would not be and you would not Mayfer by that point, Aina Yakalava, you cannot be Mayfer. Now the Ron asks, why are we throwing Shabbos into the mix? Look, this could be Wednesday. It doesn't have to do with Shabbos, right? It's got to do with the night starts, the day starts at night. How close are you to the night? So he says that there's something being taught along the way. You're being you're taught over here, you're laughing made for on Shabbos. That's because that's not top Russian. And that's something that Gemara is going to point out later on. Okay. Now that's our Mishnah. So our Mishnah really only gives you, it's a one pony show, right? With that expression. You only see one opinion, our Mishnah. Is that what? That when the Torah says you could be made for, it means until the end of the halachic day. Clear? As we clearly see that now, Mishnah. 
Tanya went to the bris. Harfaras nedarim kolayim. Harfaras nedarim is the entire day. That's the time of our mission. The time of our of the bris is our time of our mission. Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, Rabbi Lezer, Rabbi Shimon, Amri. Mi'es le'es. Es le'es is means twenty four hours from the time you made it until the same time the next day. That's a whole different shita. Because now not, it makes no difference when you made it. It's no scaling. It's 24 hours from the point of when she made the nether. You can be made for it. she made it so when you heard it. Correct? Correct. Right. Excellent. You're right. When, from the point that you heard it, 24 hours. Correct. That is correct. So Mara says like this. Now, let's understand the machlekas over here. My time at the Tanakhama. What's the reason of the Tanakhama? So I'm a crab, the Yom Shema'i. The Pasuk says clearly is that if the husband was quiet, right? So, oh, the father that was, was quiet, on the day that he heard it. So the day that he heard it, you only have that day, right? That day, you understand, means the halachic day. On the day you heard it, if you weren't, you did not revoke it, then it's affirmed. But you see that it's totally in being that day. Means the next the, that nightfall is no longer that day. Therefore, you only have till nightfall. That's the opinion of the Tan of our Mishnah and the Tanakam of the Brisa. Right? Rabbana and Maitamayu. What is the reason for Rabbana? It says, yeah, but in, earlier in the Pasuk, there's another expression over there. It says, Dechsev, Miyom El Yom. The Pasuk says, Vem Hechrish Yachrish La Isha Miyom El Yom. If the, says, if the husband will be quiet, Miyom El Yom. What does Yom El Yom sound like? It sounds like for a period of time that goes from one day to the next day. Which is Mashma 24 hours. That's what it's Mashma. It goes from, it could be Wednesday afternoon till Thursday afternoon. That's Miyom El Yom. That's what they understand. Miyom El Yom means that the time in between encompasses one day to the next day. That's why they say it means 24 hours. So we, each one is focusing on a different part of the Pasuk. In the, according to the Tanakam, he looks at the end of the Pasuk, it says Biyom Shamo. Biyom Shamo means on the that day. That day is, it ends at nightfall. Whereas the, 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 the two rabbis, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, the Duke Tanoyim, Rabbi Lezer of Shimon, they, the Pasuk says that he was quiet in the Yom El Yom. Yom El Yom is Mashma 24 hours. Now, each one has to explain the other part of the Pasuk, right? Because can't argue, the Pasuk can't argue with itself. Now, the Tanakama, Hatsiv Miyom El Yom. What does the Tanakama do with Miyom El Yom? So he says like this, the Torah had to write Miyom El Yom. The reason why the Torah wrote Miyom El Yom was not to teach me that it is a duration of 24 hours. It ends at nightfall. The reason it told you, because if it only had the first part of the Pasuk that says that he can revoke on the day that he hears, the word day could also mean sometimes day and not. You might have thought you can only do revocation. Maybe it's like, like, like we don't have court cases at night. Maybe it's like, like, like din. Maybe you can only do a day. Therefore, it, it only goes till nightfall, but it tells you that you could revoke the night before. And that's what miyom el yom means. It goes, it, it, it encompasses that it's from the... It's from the end of one day to the beginning of the next. What's the end of one day? Nightfall is already... I'm sorry, the beginning of one day. The Yom El Yom is from the beginning of one day. Nightfall until the end of that day, right before nightfall of the next day. That's what Yom El Yom is coming to teach me. Not 24 hours, but it teaches me that it encompasses right between two days. But why is it telling you to that way? Because if it only wrote the word Yom as it did, you might think it only by day. Writing the Yom El Yom, it still only means one day, but it wants to tell you that you can still do it at night. 
That is the way the Tanakhama understands it. It's the Rich. It's necessary to write Miyom El Yom, even though Bayom teaches you only that day. Because if you only had the positive Bayom Shema on the day that you heard, Havamina, I would have thought the Yamama in the Layla Lo. It means only during the day hours and not during the night hours. So therefore, Ksiv Miyom El Yom. That's why you have to write Miyom El Yom that encompasses the entire day, even the night time, you could be made for the Nedra. But not that it's 24 hours, it's still a sliding scale because it depends on when you heard it, you only have till nightfall. That's the bottom line. Now, let's go the other way. Lamanda Arma Yom Al Yom. What about the, 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 uh, two Tanoyim, Hutaka learned that Miyom Al Yom means that you have 24 hours. Doesn't matter when it happens. 24 hours, Miyom Al Yom, the ace, la ace. You have 24 hour span, the halachic hours, by the way. It's not our hours, it's halachic hours. But you have 24 hours to go ahead and do the nether. Actually, we'll come out 24 hours, also our hours as well. Because even if daylight is only uh, 10 hours, then the nighttime will be 14 hours. Or whatever it is, but you have 24 hours. So Moses says, Why did it say Bayom Shamo? Bayom Shamo is only that day, right? It's the rich, you need it. To eat kasa miyom el yom, very interesting. If you wrote miyom el yom, right, that teaches you from that day until the, a, a day like that day. You know what you might think? You might think you have a whole week. Guy makes it Sunday, three o'clock in the afternoon, miyom el yom. This the very day, round the cycle, means seven days later. How do you know it doesn't it means 24 hours? Maybe it means seven days. So that's why it has to be miyom, you only have one day. So the Yom is not telling me that I only have that day till it gets dark. No, it's not coming. It's just telling, come to teach me that when it said Miyom El Yom, it doesn't mean the cycle of seven days. It means the cycle of 24 hours. That's what you need the Yom for because you only have one day. You do not have seven days. That's why you need it. So therefore, the Iksiv Miyom El Yom, if you only had Miyom El Yom, Sunday to Sunday. You might, or whatever day you have, you have seven days. So lay for law, you could be made for that's why it says Bayom Sham Okay, so we have here a very fundamental machlokas, Mamish Pashab Shadna Pasak. The Torah says the father or the husband can be made for one day, is one day twenty-four hours, and one day means until dark, until at nightfall. What does it mean? So what's the halacha? Let's see. So I'm Rab Shimon Pazi, I'm Rashum Lady, Ain Aloha Kaisazu. Now we're going to see the girsa of Al Gemara, which is the Ran's girsa, is that the halacha doesn't go with the pair of rabbis, which means what? It goes like the Mishnah. It goes like the Tanakama. Means that the Ran, the Ran, you might have thought the halacha does go like them because there's two against one. No, the Tanakama is a Divrakol. That's that's the that's the, the majority opinion. The halacha is you only have till nightfall. The stringent opinion you only have till nightfall. You cannot be made for. For 24 hours. Levi Savlu Nevakani Tanoi. Levi wanted to be lenient. Levi wanted to allow a Hafara to go through. Again, it's called Chumra, not a Chumra. But he wanted to allow it to go for 24 hours like the pair of rabbis. So, Amalei Rab, Rab. So, Rab said, Hachi Amar Chavibi. That my uncle, he used to call my uncle, but my dear one, it's my uncle, was Rabchia. Rabchia was Rab's uncle. He says that Rabchia passed, you know, Rabchia was the God of Ador, and Allah says that we don't pass in like the pair of rabbis, and rather what? You only have until nightfall, you don't have. Now, the next couple of lines, fascinating machlokasi between the Ran and the Rush. What does it say over here? The Gemara brings down 
uh, seemingly something that doesn't seem to be connected at all. And the Ram says the only reason it brings it down because we mentioned Rav, and since we mentioned Rav, we throw in something else involving Rav. It's actually Rav's son. Where it says like this, Chia bar Rav. Chia was the son of Rav. He actually named his son after his uncle, Rav Chia. Right? Shadi Gira Ubodik. He would shoot arrows and he would address, be, be, help people get rid of their Nadorim. Bodik means investigate Nadorim. And Rabba Baruna Yosef Akayim. He would be sitting or be standing. Means he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be focusing that much. Sitting, walking around, standing. He wouldn't work. So what does the Ran learn shot? The Ran learns shot over here. This has really nothing to do with what we were talking about before. Whether it's 24 hours. That already was Paskin. It goes until evening and it's not 24 hours. This is actually dealing with something else. Since we mentioned Ra, we threw it in. We remember earlier in the Masechta, we had a Shiloh that when the Chochem is Matu, the Neder, there's two ways. One, you can use Charota. Now Charota is a lot easier to do. I regret. I, 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 regret, I, I, I regret the outcome and I, I don't want to keep the nether. So therefore, some say that's not enough. A charot is not enough. You actually need a Pesach. A Pesach means we have to be able to prove that at the time you made the nether, there was something that you were not aware of and had you been aware of it, you would not have made the nether. Now that's much more difficult. What the Quran learns is that the fact that they were very lazafer, they were very lackadaisical in the way they were martyr, they relied on charata. He was shooting arrows while his martyr the He didn't really need a focus because you don't have to find a Pesach, you can rely on a charata. Right? That's how the Ron learned these two lines of the Gemara. Comes along the Rosh, and he has a whole different shot. First of all, the Rosh learns, has a girsa, that actually the, the, the halacha is like the two pairs. Like the pair of rabbis, which means what? Yeah. Is you have 24 hours, it doesn't go till night four. And the story over here is that when people would come ask, uh, or, or not the people, when, uh, when, 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 when Rav, Rachir Bar Rav heard his wife, make a nether, he would shoot an arrow in the wall. Because by shooting an arrow in the wall, you're able to see the shadow, and he knows he has 24 hours. He'd like create a sundial for himself. Or, the other fellow would sit and stand. You can see the length of the shadow when you're sitting, and the length of the shadow when you're standing. He knows he has 24 hours, so to teach a wife a lesson, they wouldn't be matter the nether right away. So why can't you say that he was doing that to see what the nightfall was? No, you don't need to have an arrow to swing nightfall. You just look out the window and you see that it's dark. The arrow is not going to tell you that. The arrow doesn't tell you that. I don't know. The arrow, is not, the arrow just tells you that. What it does tell you twenty-four hours because what does the arrow tell you? It's not. It's not like the our watch. You have a watch. It just tells you that this is the exact time right now. It doesn't tell you. You don't have a luach to see what time shkia is. What's the arrow going to tell you? The arrow can only tell you exactly where it is now. That's going to be what it is tomorrow. That's what the arrow can tell you. That's a marker. That's, that's a marker. It's going to sundown. Or when you stand and you sit, you see the length of your shadow. That's what I have tomorrow that day. Right. Now the point is that that supports that, that according to the the rush, it's supporting the girsa that says the halacha is that you have twenty five. So it's interesting. Two lines. The Gemara have a completely different shot in how you learn this. The way the Ron learns it. That's the way the rush learns it. Gentlemen, have a good day.